welcome to our podcast, Healing the Broken Marriage. I'm your host, Alicia. And today I am so excited because I have one of my favorite people on. Her name is Jennifer Ibaz, also known as the Praying Prophet. And for those of you who don't know, Jennifer is a minister, an international conference speaker with a heart to equip the church in the supernatural and for raising up passionate and effective prayer. She is a regular contributor to Charisma Online, Elijah's List, and has been featured on several Christian TV shows. She also hosts the popular podcast, Take 10 with Jen, and has authored several best-selling books. Jennifer and her husband, Ron, co-pastor Harvest Church in Turlock, California, in addition to hosting a thriving online campus. And I just wanted to say how truly, truly honored I am to have you on our podcast today. So welcome, Jennifer. Well, thank you so much for inviting me and having me be a part of this. This is wonderful. Yeah, I am so excited to have this conversation with you today. And I just wanted to say that you have a new book out called Inner Healing and Deliverance Handbook. And I bought this book and it took me a while to get through. And I mean, I, I could have read this all in one sitting, but it was it was that good. I, I literally could have sat and read the whole thing through. But this book brought up some hidden trauma and that I had buried. And I would have to put it down for a little bit and then come back again. And I feel like that this book is a game changer for people who are maybe suffering in silence or are stuck in trauma and they don't see a way out. And I'm just so thankful for you. Um, I'm thankful for your courage and your bravery and sharing some of your story because it's giving a voice now to so many that have felt muted. So your bravery, I feel like, is causing the spines of others to stiffen. So I just wanted to say that about your book, just starting things off. So appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, it really is. It's yeah, it's it's definitely a game changer. I feel like for a lot of people. Um, So just kind of jumping into this podcast, this our podcast is usually aimed towards marriages and the struggles that a lot of people face in marriage. And I wanted to talk to you today about trauma because this is something that a lot of marriages struggle with, whether it's past trauma brought into the marriage or trauma that occurs within the marriage. It's a very real thing. And I love how you describe trauma in your book, Inner Healing and Deliverance. You say that trauma is the feeling of being hit, crushed, and smashed to pieces on the inside. And I just, I'm a a very visual person. And so when you gave that description of trauma, I could completely relate to what you were saying. (laughs) Because I myself, I've experienced that. So you've recently started sharing your own story of walking through complex trauma and the freedom the Lord is helping you walk out. And your story is just so powerful. In your book, um, Inner Healing and Deliverance, you talk about the hatred that you had experienced that led to the discovery or opening of Pandora's box, as you say, of the hidden trauma. Can you talk about this journey of discovering the trauma with the Holy Spirit's help? Sure. Well, I was, you know, first of all, everything started with this huge encounter I had with the Lord over in uh, Perside, 
of Australia. And, and he resurrected my heart. Didn't even know that I had issues on that level. I really didn't. I was completely blind to what was happening to me. Um, the heart is deceitful above all things. We don't know what's inside there. The Lord does, but uh, we don't. And <laughs> we know how to survive. We develop coping skills, uh, survival skills. And so um, my best description for this is that literally emotionally, half of my heart died and I didn't even know it. And that's really strange to not know that you're in that such of a severe state. But what was behind it, once once I begin to discover that, then you can understand. So uh, the Lord did a work and he woke me up. Essentially, he woke, woke me up and it was a beautiful, wonderful encounter. And so uh, after that encounter happened, uh, it was tremendous. It was powerful. I ministered out of that encounter for about a year. People are, were having encounter their own encounters with the Lord. He was healing their heart and, and resurrecting dead parts of their heart back to life. It was just very, very powerful. So walking away from that, though, um, you know, there's a reason that your heart dies like that. And these are things I didn't understand. I just kind of walking this out. And there's a reason your heart dies uh, on that level. And one of the things that came up and it kept coming up, it was always there, but now I'm like, okay, I'm recognizing, okay, how strong this, this issue is in me. And it was the issue of hatred. And it was towards uh, a woman that was connected to my biological father. And I've had, you know, problems with hating this person, an emotion of hatred towards this person for years. And, you know, keep in mind, like, I don't even have contact with this person. Right. And and it was, it was like, okay, it's getting to the point where this is illogical. It's irrational. I don't even have anything I can put this on. I, you know, I didn't know, like, how can you feel such a strength of hatred and not know why? Like, it, it, nothing made sense with this whole thing. And so I finally decided to take this to an inner healing and deliverance counselor that I, I got a referral for. Because it was starting to take on, it was starting to take over my world. And it was, it was so embarrassing because as a pastor's wife, you know, and minister at, as, this far along in ministry, like I should not be having these issues. Okay. I should be better than this. And I felt condemned. I was, you know, and I've heard all the sermons, you know, if you hate people, God doesn't forgive you. And I'm like, well, I don't know what to do about this because it doesn't go away. <laughs> so, okay. you know, okay. like I'm the broken record every day. I hate this person. Please forgive me. Help me love this person. And then, you know, five minutes later, I'm sorry, I still hate this person. Nothing's, nothing's changing. So, <laughs> so anyway, um, you know, so I, I took you to the inner healing deliverance counselor. And, you know, I guess what it was is um, I was ready to deal with it. I was whatever, you know, what was underneath it all. I was ready to deal with it. I think that's, and a lot of things happen subconsciously and you don't know what's happening, but they happen. And so I took it to this counselor and about a month ahead of the appointment, I started dreaming out what the real problem was. And I um, began to remember that this person has sexually abused me, um, makes absolutely no sense. And I had no grid for it. I just don't have a grid for that kind of abuse. Right. And so okay. I, you know, by the time I got to the, inner healing deliverance appointment, I, I knew what the issue was, but it didn't seem real. I'm like, I, I know it's like, it was like, I was two people inside. It's like, okay, yeah. this storyline is happening, but I can't believe this storyline is happening. Okay. Right. Um, and so I went into this ministry time and I said, well, I think this is what the issue is. And she said, well, um, the Holy Spirit gave me a word and I wrote it down here and, and told me that this is what the issue is. So I want to confirm what you're feeling. So I started, you know, doing the inner healing deliverance with 
with this issue in mind. And I started, I wish I could say that it, it resolved in that, that three hour prayer time. It did not, it didn't, it was so deep. It was so embedded. And I recognized with the area that I was dealing with because my biological father had sexually abused me, he had drugged me, raped me, and, and uh, you know, uh, all sorts of stuff. And so, you know, because I knew the drill, I'm like, okay, well, this is going to be two to three years of counseling, so let's go find a counselor and let's just, let's just get to it. And so I did that. Um, and then uh, that was uh, uh, what began to open the Pandora's box. I didn't realize that that was just the beginning of, of the journey. I had, I did not know all that was behind it. And so that's, that was the beginning. Wow. I, I just really love your vulnerability and how you were like, you know, I was teaching on this and then here I am, you know, struggling with this. I love, I I just love that. I love that because sometimes, you know, even me and my husband, you know, while we're doing our podcast, we'll be talking about something and then struggle with it two weeks later. And it's like, what this is, you know, so I completely understand what you're saying, but it's like, I love that you, um, went there and as this hate was coming up and, you know, you just couldn't figure out what was going on. You were like, I need to figure this out. So, um, I have learned so much from you, um, just through YouTube, your podcasts, even on um, Harvest Church podcast, you know, you're on there sometimes. And I've listened to a lot of um, subjects where you talk about trauma. And I've learned a lot. And I've actually identified a lot within myself just by listening to different things that you've talked about. But I know that there are many types of trauma. And so I was just wondering if you could touch briefly on some of them. And if you could talk about the type of trauma that you had experienced. Okay, so the, I, in my research, I've seen different terminology. Okay, so, uh, you know, there's official terms and everything. This is kind of what it looks like, is that you can have like a, a single incident that happens to you. And when it overwhelms you and you cannot process it, you cannot put it somewhere. And that typically happens to children. Um, you know, then they describe it as, you know, you've experienced trauma, you've been hit on the inside, hit emotionally. Uh, and depending on what it was, some people can resolve it quickly, others, it takes a little bit longer. And then there's some of the trauma that you don't resolve. It may be just one thing that happened, but you just can't resolve it, you can't put it away. Right. And that's when you begin to have the flashbacks and the anxiety, and it can even go into hypervigilance. You know, why am I always trying to protect myself? And I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll never go out in the dark or I have to stay awake all night or, you know, just really, I mean, it, the behaviors start to show that there is trauma. Right. Okay. So, so, but it happened from one thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then there are other people that it's happening for a season, but it's happening over and over again. And, you know, like a domestic violence something like that you know they're they're in it for a season and then they come out but but it's impacted them and they're having ptsd and nightmares and uh you know um, uh, strange um fears and phobias and sometimes sicknesses and different things show up then we have um a complex trauma which is what i had experienced and that's i like what diane langsford says um she's a psychologist christian psychologist and she says that is when you're marinated in trauma. Like that's oh, all you wow. know. 
like your whole world is, you know, and that's when you're in childhood sexual abuse, um, when there's sex trafficking, when there's, you know, just uh, extreme physical abuse, neglect, and like, like you've grown up in it, and then you've lived in it, and it's complex trauma. It, it changes every single part of you, you know, changes your whole brain, every, every part of you. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things that it's like you have all these symptoms. It's, it's like it's like the, um, the whack-a-mole game. You know, you'll, you'll hit one symptom and on the surface, but then another thing will pop up. And, and that's because there's so much underneath it. And so complex traumas, uh, survivors, you know, they develop a set of um, survival skills that work in the moment, but they don't work once you're out of it. And eventually you have to come to terms with it and figure out a plan to heal, but it's so enmeshed and deep. It's going to be a lifelong journey um, and you do get better and better. You know, you really do. Um, you get, you can get really whole and really uh, successful, um, but it's still something that, you know, you just, you just have to deal with it as it comes, but it's very serious. Yeah. I know that earlier you were talking about your heart and the issue that you had. Mm -hmm. Um, And you mentioned how the Lord did a miracle in awakening your heart Mm -hmm. and enabling you to face something that you never could have faced. And I was just wondering if you could talk about what the Lord did in your heart and how that helped you face what you're now facing. Well, I think what it was is, you know, what he did in that moment, me not knowing how smashed I was inside, I literally didn't know. Um, And that's very typical for those with this level of trauma is you will not remember what happened to you. In order to survive it, you shut it out, you dissociate, you do all sorts of things. Um, You know, you split apart inside, you fragment inside, and you do that to survive. Okay, and so you don't know that you're walking around like that. You don't have the memories for it, but you have all the symptoms because trauma doesn't go away just because you ignore it. Okay, so exactly. And so, so my heart, you know, literally, I mean, it shut down. Uh, it shut down so hard that, like, it was dead. It's like the hard heart that we hear about in Ezekiel. Yeah. That is a hard heart. It doesn't feel. And you don't know you're dead because inside, emotionally, you don't know because you can't feel it. Dead hearts don't feel anything. And so you start to go blind inside. Uh, you don't care. You don't have empathy. You don't, there's things that, that aren't working right. You can't, you can't love properly. You can't receive love properly because there's no shelf to put it on. And so, you know, right. these kind of things are happening. Uh, your body begins to respond because it's all physiological uh, it's emotional, it's spiritual, it's physiological. So your body begins to react. You have issues happen in your body. And, you know, you go through the healing line, you might you might get a surface healing, but it comes back because the root of it is that trauma. Unfortunately, the trauma you can't remember. All right. So, so anyway, the Lord resurrects my heart because I don't know all this is going on. Okay. He resurrects my heart. I'm like, wow, I didn't know I was that gone. Um, you know, because out of the heart, you know, we're to guard our heart with all diligence. Out of the heart flows the issues of life. Right. Out of the heart. The heart is the key. Jesus after the heart. If you can get to your heart, he can take care of everything. Everything else falls in line. So so the Lord took aim from my heart. And, you know, um, and I realized like, like something's really wrong. And then it was just kind of like I had to make a decision. Do you want do you want to be made well? You know, the, the man at the pool of Bethesda, you know, the yeah. reality is like, do you want to be made well? Because then you can't have excuses. I can't have excuses for my anger and rage. 
I can't have excuses to not function. You know, I have to actually give up those excuses, even though I have every justifiable reason to be dysfunctional, to be toxic and to not be fun to be with, you know. And so I had to make like a really, and you think like it's, it's an easy, it is not an easy decision when everything in you is going the other way. I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. And that's a really hard thing because when you're faced with that question, do you want to be healed? Then, you know, of course we would immediately think, well, of course I would say yes. But then that means all of the excuses like, well, I have a right to be hurt, you know, because this happened or I have a right to be angry because this happened. Well, then those come into play and it it becomes a, okay, do I really want to be healed or do I want to hang on to anger or bitterness, you know, from whatever happened in our life? So I love that. Um, I know that this is something that I am very familiar with in my own life, this term of, well, why can't you just get over it? And, you know, after a lot, (laughs) a lot of counseling and that request that people would make of me or that statement isn't really possible and walking through healing from trauma and rewiring your brain takes time and every part of you is adjusting and changing as you heal. So I was wondering if you could talk about why it is important not to rush the process of healing well it's because it's spiritual emotional and physical your chemical composition your physiological composition has been rewired to support and help you to survive you know these terrible things that have happened so when you start to tinker with that if you go too fast okay you can um, go into emotional spins you can have a physiological breakdown um, things can happen to you where you you can actually shut down your whole body if you do it too fast. Your body has to adjust to what's happening to you emotionally and spiritually in order to carry it. And so that's why you have to go slow. And this is my, my problem with some uh, um, deliverance counselors is they want to rush the process, not recognizing that, they're, that the person's going to collapse right after they leave the deliverance session because they didn't go at the pace that the person could sustain, you know, so, so, and each person is different. And, and so this is where we have to actually have some knowledge about neurology and, you know, uh, you know, the emotional complexity of complex trauma, you know, and how, how, you know, deep this is and no, um, you're not going to get over it in a day, a month, a year, you know, like I've been working on hatred for what, four or five years. I mean, I've been tackling this thing because it's so, it got so embedded. It was the only, it was the only power I knew to survive a horrific situation. Okay. And so I grabbed onto a wrong tool, not knowing how to grab onto Jesus, but it got embedded in me. And so now working through that, just had to take it really, really slow. Um, you know, because there's points of deliverance you experience uh, different things. So, so that's why I just I just encourage people like you know it's going to take time. Let's let's measure our progress uh, a year at a time, maybe, right, and not a week at a time. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. 
I've heard a lot of people's stories um, in different trauma situations. And your story to me was just so inspiring. And I just know that God is going to do some amazing things through you because of what you walk through. And, but I just wanted to ask you, um, so what does it look like coming out of complex trauma and what hope can you give someone who has or is experiencing this? Well, um, you're going to change. Um, you're going to, I mean, first of all, you're going to find your real identity and find your real voice. And that's always important. Um, you are going to change. Your personality is going to change. And so just be ready for some changes. Um, you know, certain things that I've noticed with, with myself, and I pretty much resolved that, I, like, I'm okay with it is that my discernment is like quicker than probably anybody in the room. And because of that, I can spot things really quickly. And then the other thing is um, I'm not, I'm not um, opposed to calling things out when I see, like when I see an abuse structure, especially when I go into a church and I notice, I'm like, okay, this is an abuse structure. And um, I, I noticed some things, you know, over the past couple of years within certain movements. I'm like, if they don't nip this, this is a spiritual abuse structure and right. they can't see it, but I can because of what I come out of. And so I have a tendency to give voice to that. I feel like I, um, I ruffle some feathers that way, but I've decided I'm okay with that because yeah. I'd rather call it than have people go into the system and into the, the trauma cycle that's yeah. going to happen because, um, you know, it's like what, whatever you sow to, you're going to reap. If you're sowing into a structure that, that's, you know, abusive, then there's going to be a reaping. And so, so I, I have no problem just, you know, hello. <laughs> say, say something. So I, I recognize that that's, um, I, I've had a lot of things come full circle with people that were hiding things and I can see why they had a problem with me now because I, I would notice and I'm quick to notice. And so, so with that, you've got to be okay with those kind of things. There's going to be, you know, you're going to have a set of values and a set of um, eyes that others, you know, they, they haven't developed and it's okay. It's all right. You know, be who you are and don't, don't shy back from those kind of things because those are your survival tools. Yeah. And I love who you are. And I'm glad that you're doing this. I mean, you're such an inspiration to me and I know to so many people. And I know as you continue telling your story, others are just going to be set free. So Jennifer, can you let the listener know um, what you're working on right now and how they can connect with you? Um, well, I'm always writing and, you know, I'm always doing that. Um, I'm always doing online mentorship and traveling all at the same time. Um, my home and family is super important to me. And, you know, I, I'm so grateful that that has just blossomed and grown the way it needs to. Um, so those are in general what I'm doing. I'm pastoring here at Harvest Church as well. Uh, so with all of that, uh, connecting with me, you just go to jenniferivaz.com. That's a good place or any of my social media, uh, YouTube or anything like that. And that's, that's yeah. where you can find me. Yes. And I suggest you guys go find her because I found her probably six years ago. <laughs> I learned so much about myself and just the gifts that I carry uh, because mm -hmm. of you. So, but Jennifer, I've loved this conversation so much. Thank you today for chatting with me. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in until next time.
We bless you. 